Well, I, I want to just share with you for a few moments today at uh, every campus and everyone joining us online, um, not really a sermon today, uh, more of a devotional, and uh, we'll try to keep it that way. And, and then we're all going to bring our gift um, to the Lord at every location and even those joining us online, and uh, you can give theirs. You're a part of our family as well. And so we're going to bring our gifts today. It's going to be a powerful day. Um, but last week we started in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7, and I, I shared this text about how God moved on behalf of, the Philist- or on behalf of Israel to stop the Philistines um, as long as Samuel was alive. And, and, and the thing I wanted, want you to get if you missed that is this, is that Samuel built a memorial out of stones, and he called it an Ebenezer, and he said this, um, thus far has the Lord helped us. And I think we all could say that we would not be where we are now if God had not helped us. Can I get an amen? Amen. I know it's Giving Sunday, but all morning it's been a little quiet. It's kind of made me a little mad, actually, to be honest. Not mad, just, you can talk to me, all right? Um, You don't have to get so tight. We get to give. We don't have to give. This is a privilege today. It's an honor today that you get to return to the Lord. God could, could put you in a situation where you have nothing to give. So we ought to be all very excited that God has blessed us in such a way that we actually can be a part of generosity. Um, We should be thanking God. God, thank you. Thank you that I'm awake. Thank you I'm in the house today. Thank you that I get to be in the presence of God, that I get to worship with God's people. Um, So, but last week we we looked at it. So he took stones and he built them as a memorial and said, thus far has the Lord helped us. And so as I was studying this in October for these two Sundays, I started thinking about where's another part in the scripture where um, someone uh, built a, a memorial where they took stones and they arranged them um, as a way of remembering faith. And, uh, and so I went to Joshua chapter four. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to start at the end of chapter three. And um, if not, it'll be on the screens for you. And today isn't really a note taking today. Uh, um, you know, sometimes you want to take notes because you want information. I kind of want you to absorb it because I'm really just wanting transformation today that, that it would sink deeper than your head and it would get into your heart. Are you with me? Um, and so, but if you just have to have your note paper filled out, then go for it. Um, really, the only thing you need in your hand is this. And um, if, if at all of our campuses, if you don't have a card um, where, with an envelope where you can bring your gift today, um, then our ushers will be happy to serve you. I'll read this text so you could just shoot your hand up really high right now and you could give that. And if you're online, you'll just be able to click that online give button and you can be a part of the experience as well. And um, I would just say for everybody, if this is the place, as I said last week, that, that pours into you spiritually um, and, uh, and you would say this is home for you, then, then today... Um, all the family members are given a gift, and uh, we're, all, we're all bringing our very best to God. So you raise your hand. Our, our ushers will serve you. Chapter 3, verse 17 says this, the priest who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord, we learned last week, remember, that that represented the presence of God with the people. He, the, the priest who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm, stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Um, I want to pause there for a moment and talk about this verse. And um, I promise it'll just be a little bit of devotional. The sermon is going to be preached by you today. Um, your, your giving and your action is going to be the sermon. Some people, maybe you're visiting for the first time today and you're like, oh great, I, I came on a giving Sunday and I feel like I'm stuck now. I um, feel no obligation to give, but I would say this is the best Sunday you could pick to, give, to come 
And uh, the reason being is this, is because we can sing all day long and we can lift our hands all day long and, and we can talk about caring for the poor and we can talk about planting churches and we can talk about the need to help people get off addiction and we can talk about helping people get set free from depression and we can talk about all those things, but it's just talk until we put some action behind it. Unless we're willing to give something that can buy food to feed the poor, we're all talk and no action. And unless we're willing to give something financially that can create the space where an addict can go through a process to get free from his addiction, or we're willing to actually give some money that can plant a church or dig a well overseas or create environments where our students can come to know Jesus, unless we're willing to actually put some action, we're all talk. And you just got to know about this church, we're not all talk, that we are an action church, that, that we're about putting faith behind what we say. And faith is evidence according to the Bible. Faith is the evidence of the thing we hope for. And so today you're going to see the evidence of a generous church in action as everyone brings their gift to the Lord. And and I think it'll be a powerful thing for you to experience. But it said the priest went out and they took the Ark of the Covenant to the middle of the Jordan. And the reason this is important is because Israel has been wandering around for 40 years in the desert and has been um, lost and roaming and aimless and no real purpose and no real direction. And they're about to cross over the Jordan River and go into the promised land. It's the place that flows with milk and honey. It's spiritually, this represents being far from God, being bound, being enslaved to things. And the promised land represents knowing God. walking in the fullness of God, being set free, living in freedom in God, knowing purpose and having power in your life. And so they're about to cross over. There's this crossing moment that has to happen. And during this time, the flood banks of, or the banks of the Jordan would be over flood with water because it was harvest season. And then the text tells us that in chapter three, if you go read it. And so the priests, what they had to do is, is Joshua commanded them, take the Ark of the Covenant and I want you to step out into the Jordan. And when you step out in the Jordan, the, the, the water is going to recede and all of Israel is going to be able to cross over on dry ground. And, and here's what you got to know is that, is that the water didn't part until the priest stepped. It wasn't that the water parted and then they stepped. Some people are like this. I'll be ready to give whatever God provides. It doesn't work that way. You've got to step in faith before the waters are going to part. Some of us want the miracle, then we want the obedience. It doesn't work that way. You've got to obey what God says, and then God brings the miracle. And so they stepped, and the Bible says that, that they stepped into the middle of the Jordan, and all of Israel crossed over. The priests were willing to make a way so that a nation could go from bondage, lostness, no purpose, wandering into a place of promise, into a place of blessing, into a place of favor. Here's my question for you today. Are you willing to step into the Jordan by faith today so that the waters will part so that you can make a way for some people in our region and in the state and in our world that are far from God so that they can come close to God? Because here's the deal, is that there have been people before you that have stepped into the Jordan and made a way so that you could be here today. Every campus, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't enjoy what you've enjoyed. Your, Your family wouldn't have been baptized and your kids loving Jesus and serving in the house of God and your marriage restored. If it hadn't been for 50 people 13 years ago that decided to step 
into the Jordan. Not just with their faith to have church, but with their faith to give. Remember the very first time we challenged our church to give over and above, because that's what today is. Today's not, oh, I'm going to reallocate my tithe or reallocate what I give it. No, this is over and above what you normally give. Remember the very first time we needed, we needed $40,000 over and above our regular giving so that myself and Jeremy could be full-time at the church. If you're calculating right, yes, that is about at the poverty level. You all with me? But you make great sacrifice when you want to build something great. So I remember them bringing less than 100 people saying, yes, we'll, we'll give sacrificially. They stood in the middle of the Jordan and made a way. And you're here watching online. You're able to watch online. On television, you're able to watch on television because some people made a way. And so my question to you today is this. Are you willing today to step into the Jordan and make a way for people that are not yet here, that will come in January and February and March and next year? Are you willing to make a way? And, and the Bible says this in verse four, chapter 4, verse 1. It says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together 12 men he had appointed from Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. To serve as a sign among you. Somebody shout a sign. sign. In the future when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of Israelites as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. And Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priest who had carried the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. Now the priest who carried the Ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan. I'm praying for some people that will remain standing in the middle of the Jordan. There's some... Some Israelites were like, hey, thanks for parting the waters. We're going to cross over to the other side. But there were some priests that were willing to get in the middle of the Jordan River and stay there. Can I tell you something? I'm thankful for some people that have remained throughout the years. That, that you're here today, and, and this isn't trying to make you feel bad. I'm just telling you, you're here today because of some people that remained, that remained faithful, that stood in the middle of the Jordan all these years, 13 years now, year after year, giving, serving, believing, stretching, exercising faith so that God could do what God's doing now. And there's, they remained in the middle of the Jordan until they got the stones and then they built a memorial. So what happened is all of Israel went over and then Israel, Joshua took 12 guys. He said, go back into the Jordan while the priests are still standing there and the waters are parted and get 12 stones. And then I want you to bring those 12 stones and I'm going to build a memorial so that whenever you look at these stones, you can tell your children, you can tell the next generation, these stones represent the move of God. They represent a moment of faith. They represent a moment where God moved, and these stones will help us to forever remember that. And the stones, that's what they represent. It's what they represent today is they represent faith. They represent the level of faith that you're willing to exercise today, and, and it'll be 
evidenced by the level of sacrifice that you're willing to bring. It's the measure of faith. I was thinking about the faith that it took to build this church. I'm not talking about the buildings because church isn't a building. I hope you know that. The church is the people. Amen? Amen. Y'all are really quiet today. I'm just praying it's conviction. You're so convicted by what you're supposed to bring (laughs) that you can't even speak. I'll be good with that. Let that set in a little while. Think about the faith it took to build this church. You know, church isn't buildings, it's people. It's the people of God. Thinking about the faith it took all along the years. Think about the people. I was thinking today, matter of fact, in one of our earlier services, um, there's a couple in here, Sam and Janice Rowe, Dave and Lisa Richardson were in here. They're part of that 50. They were one of those 50. By faith, built this place. You're here today because of people like them. That year after year, never complain, don't need a spotlight, don't need anybody to know their name, year after year, every year in giving, I'll be a part, I want to participate, never setting out a year, never, oh, I've done my part, I've sacrificed, now it's time to set back, enjoy, no, never, engaged, giving, full of faith, God do it again, God do more, God do greater, God we're believing for the next hill, we want to take the next mountain, some Caleb's, Caleb's in his old age said to Moses, no, give me that mountain. Yeah. Praying for some Caleb's. Took faith though. Took faith to build what God has built here. This isn't normal. I hope you know that. Six locations, thousands of people. Thousands of people have been baptized. Millions of dollars given to world missions and local missions and national missions. Takes faith. Takes sacrifice. Takes sacrifice. Not, not talking about sacrifice, actually sacrificing. Yeah. Yeah. And these stones, they represent, they represent faith. I, I hope you have your own stones. I would say, but I don't know if it's appropriate, do you have the stones? <laughs> to walk by faith. But that may not be appropriate. <laughs> depending on how you take it. I was thinking about some, some of the stones in my life. Thankfully, are y'all okay? Yeah. Y'all good? Every campus, y'all good? I was thinking about some of the stones in my life. Um, and I, thankfully, I had, I had godly parents that loved the Lord and taught me about generosity since I was as early as I can remember. Um, I remember my very first gift that I ever gave um, was a... It, we had, um, we had missionaries that would come visit our church, and, uh, and they had these cards. I don't even know what they're called, but they, they would open like this. They were kind of cardboard, and you could slide quarters in these little slots. And if you filled up every, every slot, it was $25. And so my little elementary self, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give. I want to give to the missionaries. And, um, and my dad was a pastor, so often the missionaries were staying in my house. And so I heard these amazing stories of faith. I think it's probably what, what built faith in me, some of those stories. And so I remember having that little card, and, and uh, there was a certain Sunday you would bring it to the front of the church. You walk forward, and so my little elementary self, I would take my thing. I had $25 I'd saved up. I'd worked so hard, and I brought it, and I gave it to the Lord. And, and since that moment, I don't know of any money that has ever passed through my hands that I have not returned the tithe to God. Yeah. 
Tithe means 10% of your income. And, um, and then years later, God began to teach me about an offering. An offering isn't just something you give on Sunday. It's, it's anything that you give that's over your tithe. And that's what today is. Today isn't, um, I'm going to reallocate my tithe to the green envelope. No, it's, today's an offering. It's a sacrificial gift. It's over and above what I would normally give. It's, it's a faith gift. It's something that God is stretching me in my generosity. And so... Um, I remember the, the first time that God began to really teach me about the offering, and uh, it was when I was in college. And how many of you remember your college days? Come on, somebody. How many of you you're looking forward to college? Yeah. Some of you didn't raise your hand because you can't remember them. It's okay. <laughs> Happens to everybody. And so, uh, but I remember that I was in college and um, I was I was broke, right? Come on, uh, come on, ramen noodles. Hello, ramen noodles. Love me some ramen noodles. And uh, so I was broke in college, living on student loans, right? Um, it may not have been the wisest thing, but it got me through. And uh, so I, I remember living that, but I, I had a year where I, I had all my book money, you know, because you had to buy books. They, they, didn't, they weren't digital then. You had to, they were books. They were like, they had paper in them like this and printed things. And you, you couldn't look at your Kindle and just do it. And so I had to buy books. And, and if you remember, books were like hundreds of dollars. And so I remember I had a wad of cash in my pocket and that, I'd saved that for books for that semester and, um, and so I had that money, and I think it was five or $600 that I'd saved for books and, and gas money to get to school. And then I don't know what I was thinking I would do after that. I guess I was hoping I'd get a job of some sort to keep going. But I had my book money. Y'all with me? Yeah. And so I went to church that night, Sunday night. I went to a church then that had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Come on, somebody. You, you didn't even love Jesus if you didn't go at least three times a week. And uh, all y'all heathens. Um, and so uh, I remember I was in Sunday night service, and uh, I don't even remember what, what was preached on. I don't remember the music. I don't remember anything. All I remember is when I got to that service, Spirit of God began to convict my heart about giving all of my book money. And I tithed off of the little bit I had, but this was going to be an offering that was over and above my tithe, and it was going to be sacrificial because God was speaking to me to give all of it, all of it. And um, I was like, so I don't remember anything in the service because I was arguing with God the whole time, <laughs> like some of you may be doing right now. And I was like, God, you don't understand. It's like God doesn't understand. Isn't that funny how we do that? But God, you don't understand. You don't know my situation. I've got books to buy. Uh, I can't, you know, what am I going to do? Borrow my buddy's book? Um, he don't buy books anyways. <laughs> Barely passing. And so... So by the end of the service, when the offering came, I gave it. And it was no special offering. It was a normal Sunday. It wasn't, it wasn't Kingdom Builder Sunday. It wasn't end of the year giving. It, it was just a normal Sunday. Just God was dealing with me. And God was... De- I learned this, that when God is dealing with you about something, um, it may look like dealing on the surface, but underneath, it's really development. So good, and so God was developing something in me that I didn't know I'd need. And I didn't know that's what was happening, but it was. God was developing something in me. And so I gave all that. And then uh, that night, a friend of mine um, called me. No one knew I gave that gift. No one at all. Just me. And a friend of mine called me and he said, hey, uh, before you head back to school, stop by my house. I was like, okay. Um, I was thinking, you know, maybe he's going to give me a Chick-fil-A gift card or something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, maybe he's going to give me some clothes or I don't know. Um, Maybe he's going to give me exams that he already took last semester, the same class. Come on, somebody. You know you want those friends. Come on. Give me a little head start. And, uh, and he handed me a check. I was like, what's this about? And he's like, 
Just take it. God told me to do it last night at church. And I said, okay. And you know, you try to act all cool. You don't open it in front of them. You're like, thank you. God bless you. That's awesome. As soon as you get in the car, you're like. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I opened it up. I'd given, I think, about $500 um, that he had no idea I gave, but the check that he gave me was a check of $2,000. Hang on. What I want you to see is not um, if you'll give God a dollar, he'll shoot you back four times more. What I want you to see is that when you obey the voice of God, he's faithful and that he can be trusted. And even when it doesn't make sense to you, and even when you don't know how it's going to work, and even when the banks of the Jordan are flooded, and you're like, God, you're telling me to put my foot in the water, and the water, God, you're telling me to give what I could get my new car with. God, you're telling me to give what I could possibly remodel that basement with. God, you're telling me to give, and you know I've got to pay for this thing over here. When it doesn't make sense, God is faithful. And the same God that led you to give it is the same God that'll provide for you on the other end of your generosity, if you will obey, if you'll be faithful. And so will you make a way? Others have made a way for you. Will you make a way? Will you build your own memorial? Because you can't live your life off my testimony. And you can't live in tomorrow's blessings off of last year's sacrifices. You need your own testimony. When your children ask you about these stones, let me ask you, will you have any stones for your children to ask you about? Will you have any stones? Will you have any moments where you gave in a way that didn't make sense, that was radically sacrificial, that you can look back and go, kids, I want to tell you the story about this stone. And I want to tell you the story about this stone. And I want to tell you about the faithfulness of God in this stone. They represent moments of faith. Does your gift today represent faith? Does it represent sacrifice? Last night, I, I got had a family meeting, and uh, we all got together, we put Abigail to bed. She doesn't attend family meetings yet. <laughs> Jonas can, because he stays pretty quiet. Abigail, she, she's not invited yet. <laughs> she's got to get her behavior down pat. We had a family meeting, and uh, we sat down, and, and Faith goes, are we adopting again? Because <laughs> the last family meeting, we told him that Jonas was coming that night. And I said, we're not right now. We're not putting it, not saying we won't, but that isn't what this is about. And uh, I said, do you guys know what tomorrow is? And they said, yeah, no. I said, well, it's year in giving Sunday. And, you know, mom and I, as our family, we always give back to God over and above our regular giving. And um, I said, but I want to tell you some stories about maybe things you don't know about how God has used generosity and, and everything we're experiencing in our life and everything at the church and the goodness of God. I said, I believe part of it's tied to our faithfulness and generosity. And uh, so I wanted to tell them some stories. Now, full disclosure, it didn't end well. Um, it ended up with me wanting to uh, beat one of them. And this one on the front row right here. Don't call social services. I don't really beat my kids. It's a euphemism. Like when I say, I'll tear your arm off if you do that again. I don't really mean I'll tear their arm off. 
and uh, praying a very angry prayer, very short, and then <laughs> telling them to go to bed. <laughs> Halfway through my prayer, and he and Faith are laughing. I'm like, Jesus' name, amen. Get upstairs and brush your teeth. So I was, I was wanting this like godly, but it didn't happen. Anyways, <laughs> praying something was deposited in their heart that'll bear fruit later by faith. Amen. Um, but I was, I was sharing with them about um, how that our church, uh, when we, y'all with me still? Yeah. It's kind of, I want, I want you to, I want you to, if you don't know the sacrifice that got us here, you won't understand what will take us to the next level and what will move the ministry forward. But I remember, um, and this is just one of many, many stories I could tell, but I remember when, the, when we decided it was time to get our first facility and, and people used to say, when you get in a church, and I would say, when you realize the people are the church, then we will consider a building. Yes. Buildings are not churches, they're facilities. The people of God are the church. Yes. And so it's about people, it's not about right. buildings. And, right. and so anyways, we, we did this project this, and we were asking people to give in a generous way like this. And um, over a couple year period. And, and we hired a consultant because we didn't know what we were doing. We'd never done anything like this before. And so we hired a consultant to come in and kind of coach us and help us. And, and he's a nice guy, great guy. I don't have anything against him, but um, he just, uh, we just didn't see eye to eye on a few things. <laughs> Surprise. And uh, so he tells us, hey, what, what you should put out in front of the church is that the church could give a million dollars over a couple years of, of giving in this sacrificial way. The church could give a million dollars. And I said, well, that's great, but I feel like God's told me it's a million and a half. And he goes, nah, you can't put that in front of the church because whenever you don't reach that number, it'll be discouraging to the church. And this is your first time doing it. And, um, and you need to put a number that's attainable. So if you do above it, then it'll, you can really celebrate that, that, you know, and that'll really be God moving. I said, it's a million and a half. <laughs> and he's like, what's well, your church? I mean, I was like, you're right. <laughs> My church. And uh, I said, I'm going to do what God's told me to do. It's kind of been my, the way I operate. And, uh, and so I believe leaders go first and, and should sacrifice at a great level. And so um, I had our staff make their gift first, um, both of us. <laughs> Didn't have many people there. We were about 600 as a church. And how many of you know that when it's, when it's time to give, about 25% all of a sudden have a cold, need to stay home. Those are the people you never want to eat with because they eat. And then when it comes time for the bill, they're like, oh, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> you want to come get fed every week. You just want to skip out before the check gets brought. Anyways, did I say that out loud? It was in my head. I didn't mean it to come out of my mouth. And uh, so then we got our leaders together, a small group of leaders in the church, and just said, hey, I believe we ought to go first before we share it with the church and ask the church to give. And, um, and so that night, I'm telling you, presence of God met with us in a powerful way. We gave and we worshiped and we even wept together and we prayed and, uh, and we got to the end of the night and everybody left and uh, I was like, all right, what's, tell me what happened. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I want to know the number. And because um, I honestly, in my heart, I was like, I need to know, I want to know what we got to make up on Sunday to hit the 1.5 because I really felt like God told me 1.5. And I was like, you know, sometimes you say God told me and then Maybe you don't, but I go home and I'm like, I think that was God. I really hope that was God. 
It's going to be a bad day if it wasn't God. And uh, it's like, is there anything in here about 1.5 that I, you know? And uh, so got back and they said, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. And I didn't know if that was like, you're not going to believe it, this is bad, or you're not going to believe this, this is awesome. But it was awesome. Our leaders had given just over $1.5 million that night. The project ended up being over $2 million. And so the church that was only supposed to be able to give one gave more than double over a several-year period. Because people were willing, willing to step in to the Jordan, step out in faith. That's a stone. You know, part of that project, what Tammy and I felt like our part was, we wanted to, we wanted to sacrifice. We knew the power of generosity for God to bless and to use it. And, um, and so at that time, we had bought our very first house. And uh, I take the kids by it every so often because I'm like, this is where we started out. Don't ever forget, you know, where you begin and things like that. And um, I thought we'd never own a house in this community because um, we moved here in 06 and everything cost like, you know, townhomes were a million dollars or something. I mean, it was bananas here. And I told Tammy, I was like, God's called us here. Just we'll never own a home. It's okay. We're going to be good. Um, just know that. And, um, and we're going to see God do great things. And so we moved here and, um, and then things, you know, the downturn and we were able to buy a house and we bought a foreclosure house because um, I see things for what they could be, not what they are. And Tammy wanted to buy a house for what, not what it could be, but what it is. And uh, she was like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, no. And, and I just didn't see what it could be. I saw equity. Come on, somebody. Um, I saw I could build some equity with a little bit of sweat. I could put some equity in this house. And so um, we bought that house and... Uh, uh, it was a tri-level, I forget what they call them, and, um, and it was nasty, I'm telling you, it wasn't great. I, I applaud her for being willing to sign the papers. And so we bought that house, and her parents were out of town, and we stayed in their house for a month, and every night we would go over, and we ripped up carpet, and I learned to lay tile, and we took walls out, and we painted, and put new doorknobs on, and rented a, a bathroom, and did all this stuff, and when we moved in, we moved in with all kinds of equity in the house, and it was great. And uh, Owen was a baby, and we brought Faith home from the hospital and that, and I was talking, telling this story last night, and Owen was like, I remember that. My room was at the end of the hallway, and Faith was on the right before you got to mine. I was like, yeah, that's the house. And, um, and so we got into this project. We began to pray, God, what would you have us do? And I remember we went to Dunkin' Donuts on uh, Salem Church Road. I don't think it's there anymore. I think a car ran through the front of it or something <laughs> one time. And um, I remember us sitting there and like going, we're going to do this. We're going to sell our home and give the equity, and, and we're not sure where we're going to live. <laughs> Um, I'm sure your parents were like, who'd you marry? <laughs> I don't know where we're going to live. Not sure what we're going to do next. Don't know how we'll buy another house. We'll have to go back to renting because whatever we would make as a down payment, we won't have because we're giving it to the church. But we know this is God. And uh, I told my kids last night about that stone. I said, the house you're sitting in now is because we gave that house to the Lord. And, uh, and I could tell you another story of how the next house we bought and fixed up, <laughs> um, how that Tammy, how we had it on the market for 100 days and it came times for year-end giving and we were taking it off the market thinking this wasn't God's will, we're not supposed to sell it, we're not supposed to build a new anything. And, uh, and God spoke to Tammy so clearly and said, you build my house, I'll take care of yours. And we gave in year-end giving and the house that wouldn't sell for 100 days 
we were about to take it off the market. Somebody called us the day we were about to take it off and sign the papers to have it off the market and said, can I please show it real fast? Got a full price offer. They wanted it in 30 days after we gave our offering. They're stones. They're stones of faith. Tammy shared with you a stone of faith. Our adoption will ever be, forever be tied to last year's year in giving. I'm not saying if you give today, God's going to have a Mercedes in your driveway. That's not what this is about. But the Bible says give, and God will give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And he'll give in ways that money can buy, honestly. That's not prosperity preaching. That's Bible preaching. And he'll give in ways that money cannot buy, like peace, health, relationships, career. He'll open doors for you that no man can open. God, God can cause you to meet one person that could open a door for you that you've been trying to knock down your entire life. God can do it in a moment. So, do you have stones to share about? Will you look back? I'm praying today will be a day you look back and you forever tell your kids about this day where you added another stone. Hundreds of people before you in this ministry have added their stones. And will you add yours today? Will you add yours today? Or will you just pass by, pass through? Glad somebody else is standing in the middle of the Jordan. I just want to be able to pass through. Or will you stop, stand, so that others behind you can come through? So they can enter into everything that God has for them. Today's the day to do it. Here's the thing about this account. Y'all still with me? My devotional's wrapping up. Here's the thing about this account. Is that Joshua was leading the nation of Israel in this moment because the previous generation refused to act in faith. And the promised land skipped a generation because they wouldn't act in faith. You can't live off your mom's testimony. You can't live off your grandparents' faith. You can't live off of, you've got to have your own stones. You've got to have your own moments of sacrifice. You've got to have your own moments where you seek God and respond in faith to Him. Twelve spies went into the land that God promised them. Ten of them came back doubting, no faith. Two of them had faith, Joshua and Caleb. The only two that got to go into the promised land. The rest had to die off. And it skipped a generation. Listen to me, parents. Don't let this thing skip a generation. Because you're still telling the stories of somebody else's sacrifice. You've got to be able to tell your own story. You've got to be able to tell about your own sacrifice. And so it's about time for us to give. And return to God. A gift that honors him, that represents sacrifice. And it's, it, is a, it is an opportunity. And we get to do it. We don't have to do it. And here's something I've noticed. And this is how God has convicted me. The band can come out. Is this. I've noticed the more God blesses someone the less they sacrifice for him. Yeah. 
And this is what God really convicted me about. Here's what he asked me this, this season. He said, Daniel, do you still have that sell your house kind of faith in me? Now that I've blessed you so much. Not just blessed the church, but God's been good to us. There's things that Tammy and I are part of that are outside the church that God has blessed us in different ways. And he just said, do you have, still have that kind of faith? Are you willing to sacrifice at that level? So I just tell you as someone who believes leaders go first, we're bringing the most sacrificial gift we've ever given today. And I'll tell you how much between us and God. I will tell you this. Remember in October, I talked to you about the importance of emergency fund and three to six months of income and savings. Well, I'll be working next year to build that back up. <laughs> God is ask us to sacrifice I don't want to have walked into the promised land and not be willing to still sacrifice and it takes all of us every campus every person every family every individual it takes all of us it takes all of us to step out in faith and believe God for something great because there's more to do there's more opportunity in front of us than we've ever had. And there's more people to reach. There's more lives to be changed. And God's doing a great thing in our church. Do you believe it? And God has so much more in front of us. And so does your faith, does your gift represent faith today? Does it represent sacrifice? Is it a gift that you'll give it and you won't really miss it? Or is it a gift when you give it, you're going to feel it? That's the one that represents faith. And I tell you, the future is bright. The best is yet to come. The doors that God's opening up right now are unbelievable. Unbelievable. I shared this with the earlier service. I forgot the 8 o'clock, so I have to share it with them next week. I got a text a few weeks ago. And uh, a couple months ago, I guess now. And... I didn't know the number, and uh, that doesn't usually happen to me. Like, I usually know if somebody texts me, their number's in my phone. Um, and, and so I got a text out of the blue, and it said, hey, this is so-and-so from the Hillsong channel. We've been watching your stuff. We really want you on our station. And so beginning the first weekend in January, um, our fully alive program from LifePoint Church right here in Virginia. It's going to be in 2.4 million homes all around the U.S. And broadcast around the world in English-speaking countries. Some of you are thinking, oh, that's why you need the offering to pray for that. No, we cannot take up this offering and that's going to be fine. It's not what this is about. I'm just telling you there's more opportunity in front of us than there ever has been before to get the gospel into more people than we ever have before. The potential is greater than it's ever been before. But it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us doing our part, giving our best. People went before you, and because of their faith, you're here today. And who will be here in the next year because of your faith today? And so I want you to get this envelope. If you don't have one, and for some reason you didn't raise your hand earlier, our ushers will be happy to serve you at every campus. But I'm going to ask you to prepare your envelope if you haven't.
to give your gift. If you're watching online, I want you to use the online button. You can click there and you can give online right now. If this is where you're fed, you tune in. You're part of this from anywhere in the world and God has blessed you. Help us get the gospel out around the world. Be a part of sowing today and giving generously today. And so in just a moment, we're going to stand. The team's going to lead us in a song and we're going to worship not only with our voices, but we're going to worship with our offerings. And then I'm going to ask you to return to your seat at every campus. And then I want to pray over this offering. And I want to pray a blessing over your life as you give today. And so I want you to stand with me. If you haven't prepared this, go ahead and fill that out. And we're going to believe God to do something great. Let me pray for us. We're going to worship in our giving. And then if you would return to your seat. Then I want to pray over you and then I'll dismiss you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as you said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. I pray for courage in this moment. The courage to take the faith step. Not to do the thing that is easy, not to do the thing that is comfortable, but to do the thing that requires faith. And God, I can only imagine what you'll do in and through all of us. As we together take this step of faith, how many thousands of people will this offering make a way for? How many thousands of marriages will be restored and children coming to God and kids knowing the love of Jesus and leaders being raised up and churches being planted and wells being dug and the poor being fed and God, all the things that you're going to do through this offering. I can't even imagine what big of a way that we can make together. And so God, inspire courage right now and faith. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.